medical insurance rates had gone up again. Our company's insurance provider had restructured all of their plans, and the numbers did not look good. Three days after we got the news, the CEO, Director of Finance, and I met to decide how we would respond to these changes. Hey, it's David, and you're listening to Leadership Without Losing Your Soul, your source for practical leadership inspiration, tools, and strategies you can use to achieve transformational results without sacrificing your humanity or your mind in the process. So the director of finance had done his homework. He'd brought several scenarios and spreadsheets, and our CEO had considered the forecasts and brought us back to our organizational values, one of which was taking care of our people. And we went back and forth through the numbers, and we committed to a plan that seemed fair. Soon after that meeting, I talked with Gina, another executive, about a couple of budget and planning issues. And I mentioned kind of offhandedly, I said, as you're thinking about those, it might be helpful to take a look at what we're thinking about health insurance. I gave her the numbers, and she glanced through them quickly, then looked at me and said, you know, I'm thinking of Marta. Then Gina described how the fair plan we'd hammered out on spreadsheets would affect this valuable and hardworking team member who had also had some very difficult life circumstances and family health issues. And then, Gina continued, there's Matt. Here's what this will mean for him. And as she worked through the impact on various employees and their families, one thing became painfully clear. The numbers might have made sense on the spreadsheets, but they made little sense in the actual world, not given the importance of these employees and our organizational values. It was a valuable leadership lesson for me. Everyone in that meeting had good intentions and was working hard to come up with a solution to a tough situation. But we didn't have all the input we needed. So we scrapped the plan, went back to the drawing board, and I asked Gina to be a part of the team. Ultimately, we found a better solution. It's a happy ending, right? Sure, but what bothered me as I reflected back on what had happened was what would have happened, what could have happened if I hadn't accidentally mentioned the plan to Gina? And what if she hadn't been willing to speak up with her insights? How many people would have experienced needless heartache, frustration, and suffering? Our organization would have lost good people. It's a critical question why your team's best thinking stays hidden. In the two years of research that led up to our new book, Courageous Cultures, How to Build Teams of Micro-Innovators, Problem Solvers, and Customer Advocates, there were two critical questions that we wanted to answer. What keeps your team's best thinking in the shadows, and how can you bring it to light? One of the research findings that immediately took me back to that day with Gina is that just under half of our respondents said that their leaders do not consistently ask for their ideas. When I first saw that number in the data, it was astounding. Half? Seriously? But then I realized, wait a minute, I'd been that leader. And if I'm honest, more than once, unfortunately. And if you're that leader too, if you're not asking, there's a cascade of negative consequences. When people assume you don't want their ideas, they quickly move to thinking that you're stuck in your ways, which 67% of our research respondents said, and that you won't take their ideas seriously even if they were to volunteer it. Half of the folks in our research said that they feel that way. So if you want to hear your team's best thinking, you've got to ask for it. 
Now, you might be thinking, listen, I have made it clear to my team that I value their input and I want their perspective. Do I really need to go actively ask? My answer is Gina. She definitely felt confident and comfortable sharing her opinion. She knew how to do it. She knew it would be welcome. And she had all the confidence she needed. But if I hadn't brought it up and opened the conversation, I might never have known what expertise she offered in that arena. People are busy. They've got their own work. They might not even know there's a subject where their input would be valuable. When you do ask for input, courageous questions are a tool that will help you to unlock your team's best thinking. Courageous questions are different than just generic general questions because they're specific and they're vulnerable. It's not just a, hey, how can we be better here? How can we improve? Or I'm open to feedback. Specific and vulnerable. Specific in identifying exactly where you need ideas and input. Vulnerable because a courageous question acknowledges that improvement is possible. For example, I could have asked, how can we resolve this health insurance challenge in a way that's fiscally responsible and maintains our commitment to our people? And if I asked Gina and other folks who might have had some good perspective to share on that, I'm going to get good answers to that question. Another example, what's our customer's number one frustration? Or an example of this uh, twist on this from Don, who runs a, a contact center. He likes to ask his frontline folks, his customer-facing reps, what's one of our policies that really sucks? And of course, those reps who are hearing about policies that may not make sense to customers all the time are able to raise their hand and say, you know what I'm hearing, and this is one that's coming up quite a bit. And then he can tackle it and do something about it. Another courageous question, specific and vulnerable. Where can we improve our commitment to racial equality? It's specific, but it's also vulnerable in acknowledging that improvement is possible. And listen, vulnerable and improvement don't mean you're not doing some things well. It means improvement is possible and that you really want to get answers to that question about how things can be better. So your people have insights. They have perspectives, ideas, and solutions that are just waiting to be revealed but they might not even know they've got something valuable to say. You can change the game and you can unlock your team's best thinking by intentionally asking for what you need with a courageous question that's vulnerable and specific. Hey, this is Nora and I have a question. Hi David, my name is Jamie and I'm calling in from Maine. My question is about... Hey David, this is Julian from Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. This is John from Colorado Springs. This is Johan White from Kingston. I have a question for you. This is Cynthia from Baltimore. Hi David, this is Susan from New Jersey and my question is... Hi David, this is Dean from Denver. I would love your advice on this. I hope that you will send me one of your management or leadership related questions love to answer that in a future episode. You can email it at david.die, at letsgrowleaders.com, or you can record your question at leadershipwithoutlosingyoursoul.com. Big orange button, click that button, and leave us your name, tell us where you're from, and your question. We'll use that in a future episode. Today's question is from Jorgen, and Jorgen is responding to an episode, a couple of episodes back about how you respond when you can't use an idea. And Jorgen specifically brings up the circumstance of somebody who is 
coming up with ideas, has no problem raising their hand like we were talking about today. They're frequently doing it. They're, they're making suggestions, but the suggestions are typically selfish. They're improving that employee's position, their experience, maybe for their team or their output, but they're not really thinking more broadly about the organization or what's in everybody's best interest. And Jorgen asks, what do I do with those? And so certainly you're going to be able to relate. If you don't have that person on your team already at some point in your career, you're likely to. So there are two different things you can do to help that person contribute more effectively. So first is to be very clear about where you need great ideas. So we talked about this a little bit in that prior episode around when you want to get more ideas from somebody. You've got to establish the clarity of where you need a great idea. What is strategically most relevant right now? Hey, listen, I hear that's a great idea about how we can uh, you know, improve customer retention. Right now, our strategic goal is acquisition. And so we want to retain them, but we're going to shift our focus to that next year. Right now, this is where we are. Or wh- whatever it is for you. What's most important? Where do you most need a great idea? And as you get clear about that and you invite that employee back to that discussion about where you most need an idea and how they can contribute, that helps them to clarify. Okay, so that's one thing you can do to help is make it very clear where you need the best idea. You package that in some of the other steps that we talked about. Gratitude. Hey, listen, I appreciate you thinking about how we can improve, how we can be better, uh, and the thought that you're putting in there. This is where we most need ideas. And then extend that invitation. I would love to hear yours. So that's step one. Step two is to equip people with the way to vet their own ideas so that they have the best chance of being heard and gaining traction. And you do that with the idea model. So we've referenced this in episodes past, but the idea model is, it's an acronym. I is interesting. Is this idea strategically relevant? Does it solve a big problem that we're facing right now? Which incidentally is why it's so important for you to be clear about where you most need a great idea. D, is it doable? Is this within our agency? Is this something that we can tackle? So if the the bright idea that somebody's bringing you relies on a vaccine for the coronavirus and you're mid-pandemic like we are when I'm recording this right now, it's not so doable. It may be six months or a year down the road, but right now, not so much. What can we actively do right now that we have control over? E, engaging. And this is one that will help in addition to being clear about the strategic relevance and the interesting, E, engaging, helps somebody who is not thinking of others to have to do that as they're vetting their ideas because engaging is who else will this idea engage? Not just the people that it serves directly, but who are the other stakeholders? Who else would think this is a good idea and why? And what conversations have you had to, to gather that support? And helping people learn how to do that helps them to think more broadly and strategically about the ideas that they're suggesting. And then finally, in the idea model is A, actions. And this is where the person defines the next two or three next steps that need to happen to put this idea into practice. And so somebody who is thinking very selfishly, once they have to start walking through, is this strategically relevant? Is it interesting? Can we do it? Gosh, is this going to engage other people or is this really just about me or my experience or my team? And then A, what are the concrete next steps? When they think those ideas through and vet them in that way, they're a lot less likely to bring up the ones that are purely selfish and to bring forward the ones that are more likely to be beneficial to the organization as a whole. 
So Jorgen, thank you for that question. And I will look forward to answering one of your questions in a future episode. And remember, when you're asking your courageous questions and you're helping to release and find your team's best thinking, you're not just asking for you. You're asking on behalf of your customer, you're asking for your team, and you're asking on behalf of the person who you asked. It's all valuable, and those answers will serve everyone. Ask courageous questions and be the leader you'd want your boss to be. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.